Hello, you beautiful people. Hope you are all keeping your energy up as we are reaching the end of this very interesting year so far. And here I am today coming to you with a new episode. And as always, I would like to start by sharing with you my gratitude to all your wonderful messages about the International Mental Health Day episode with Noor. What I find very touching about this episode specifically is how many of us don't know that we are running on a code programmed when we were children and how our belief system shapes our habits and our reality today as adults. If you didn't listen to it yet, it's episode number eight. It's an episode not to be missed. So go and check it out. Now, let's dive in in today's episode. Welcome to the Sarah Shabana Show. We are all born unique in every way, yet we often forget there is more than one way. Hesitant we are believing in what's possible and never ask how we can make it more probable. So this is a place to learn and explore from the stories of those who have designed the life they adore. There is nothing set in stone if we stay curious and unlock the door. My name is Sarah and I'm the host of the Sarah Shabana Show. I'm here to provoke you to design your own life dig deeper into your curiosities, and get inspired from those who created a life they love. This podcast is all about realizing the possibilities and learn real tactics and strategies on how you can design a life that brings you joy. Welcome back. Today, I want to open up a bit with you and share a few things that I personally used to hide behind before. And my intention from this is to hopefully resonate with you and help you to also be aware of these things and overcome them. During my childhood, I always been creative. Actually, creation was something I strived for every day. So for example, I voluntarily joined the broadcasting unit at school and was responsible for the weekly content creation. And it was really my creative space and my joyful moments where I go explore content, explore topics, explore different point of views, and then simplify it in a way that would also make others interested in it, even if they were originally not interested in. It was truly my creative space. I used to mash up what I have learned from the educational content, the Disney stories, the TV content, what I listened to in the radio, and turn all this into a fun yet informative piece to share with everyone. My love for content creation didn't end up there. I also used to gather my family and my cousins and plan the entertainment program and content during our holidays. Again, no one actually asked me to do this. It was just what brings me joy. So, why am I sharing this with you today? Because I wanted to tell you that sometimes our adult self is not necessarily like our child self. As I grew professionally in the past few years, I've been luckily working closely with great creative teams producing great creative work for global brands. But what surprised me as I now reflect on these years is that I have built shields around myself fearing others will judge my creative creation. Creative work, unlike other type of specialized work, is something that will be heavily judged by others. 
And if you don't realize this simple fact, you may end up compromising so much, not only in what your heart desires, but also in what you're actually capable of. One thing I personally used to say in the past few years when I present some creative work, I start with that I am not the creative person. I am just the brand consultant for the creative team or creative agency, although I used to be heavily involved into the creation process. But I thought that if I add this disclaimer, then I'm protecting myself or my feelings, or to be more specifically, my ego from being hurt. Now that I'm back to content creation and I love it, and also receive all this wonderful heartwarming feedback from you guys, I realize how much we add so many unnecessarily shields that only serve as obstacle between us and what we actually want to create in life. Now that I'm working with many entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs, I realized how many of you really want to create things or start things and have all these amazing creative ideas and concepts or even propose new projects in your current jobs. But for some reason, you don't do them. And in most cases, you have very reasonable and very believable reasons why you're unable to do them. Like, you don't have the time, you don't have the money, you don't have the energy, you need inspiration, you always don't have or need something to be able to do or create what you want to create. Relatable, right? But most of the time, if not all the time, these are reasons we are just hiding behind. The main reason behind all these layers of barriers that we are formulating for ourselves is simply fear. A fear of being judged, a fear of not being liked, a fear of just fill in the blank, I'm sure you have plenty. This is what we are hiding behind. But we need to understand that the very basic nature of creativity will always trigger fear. Because it's the creation of something new. And anything new is unknown and unfamiliar to us and to our mind. And this will always, always trigger fear. But we often forget that with this uncertainty and unexpected outcomes also comes unexpected possibilities. So take it as a positive gesture from your mind when there is fear that you are into something new and something exciting. Don't consider fear as enemy to you. It was there to protect you from the unknown when you needed to survive. But now, it's not protecting you. It's only creating obstacles. So just understand this and move on anyway. And for us today, I want to take this a step further with you. Let's tackle the major fears that comes with creative work and let's deconstruct them to see if they are actually reasonable. So, as I told you from my personal story, one major fear, which is the biggest of them all, is the fear of being judged. So let me tell you this. You will be judged anyway. So you better do what you want. And remember that when someone judges you, they are defining themselves. 
not you. Understanding that people's reactions belongs to them and does not belong to you is very crucial. Learning how to disconnect yourself from being triggered by other people's opinion is the best act of self-love. Remember this. You may also need to remind yourself of why people judge others in the first place. And you know that I'm not talking about constructive criticism here that can actually guide you and help you grow. I'm talking about judgments that only point out your mistakes to make you feel bad about them. In most cases, sadly, we do judge others as a defense mechanism in order for us to feel better about ourselves, to cover for the things that we didn't have the courage to do, and because of our own lack of self-acceptance. We judge others because they remind us of our weakness. And looking into things from this lens will help you understand why ignoring these judgments is the best thing you can do for your creative being. When people are not happy with your work, suggest to them, politely, they can go and make their own creation or consume others' creation and you continue to make your own. Remember that many of us procrastinate and paralyze ourselves from even starting because of fear of judgment and seeking perfectionism. So the fact that you have already started, progressed, and had a finished work means you're already ahead. Never forget this. Cheer for yourself. Another major limiting belief when it comes to creativity is people think their ideas are not original ideas. They will be like, oh, I don't think I should do it. There are so many other people doing the same thing. Or, oh no, now people will say I just copied this other person concept. Little they know that most creative people and innovators on the planet don't believe that their ideas were original, nor that creativity means originality. Steve Jobs famously referred to creativity as just the ability to connect things. He said, when you ask creative people how they did something, they feel a little guilty because they didn't really do it. They just saw something. It seemed obvious to them after a while. That's because they were able to connect experiences they have had and synthesize new things. And this is exactly it. We tend to forget that the best innovations and creations in the world came from our ability to build on each other's ideas making small tweaks here and there, which leads to big leaps into new innovations. Instead of stressing out and freeze yourself, fearing from lack of novelty or originality, instead focus on authenticity and channel your energy for a creation that brings a piece of you out to the world. So, even if this idea was already done, or this topic been already discussed before, or this business was already in the market. So what? It's still not been created and presented by you. You can't discuss the same topic in your own unique way. You can create the same business and serve your customers in your own unique way. There are so many options for you to tweak this to represent your own authenticity. 
And you may need to realize that we now live in a super connected world. So you can somehow guarantee that all ideas were already done before. Accept this fact and liberate yourself from this myth of original ideas. I want you to embrace yourself as a creative being. I want you to deeply believe that you are creative. The reality is we are all born creative. We are all born with very wild imagination. And this is what differentiates us as human. No one is born without that creative imaginative ability. It's our own innate curiosity. I love, love, love how the best-selling author Elizabeth Gilbert explains what creative living really is. She says, I have the simplest definition in the world for creative living. Um, first of all, let me tell you what it isn't. Um, it isn't necessarily being an artist. It isn't necessarily writing screenplays and novels. It isn't necessarily having an Etsy shop. It isn't necessarily doing things with plaster of Paris um, or renovating furniture or having a garden. That's If you want to do that stuff, that's great. That's great. That's great. But that's not what it means to have a creative life. To have a creative life is simply this. A creatively lived life is any life where consistently, routinely, habitually, and constantly, you choose the path of curiosity over the path of fear. Not once, not twice, not a few times, but all the times, all the times. Because you're constantly going to be in these crossroads in your life daily almost, where there's a lure of curiosity on this side and there's a kind of a roadblock of fear over here saying, take this, take this safer path. I don't know what, I don't know how that one ends. Um, so let's just continue with this. And if you keep going to the right on the fear path instead of going to the left on the curiosity path. Your life gets smaller and heavier, which I know is not what you want or what anybody wants. Um, and I say curiosity more than passion because I think we live in a passion fetishizing society where people are constantly being given this often very unhelpful piece of advice, which is follow your passion, follow your passion, follow your passion, which is all well and good if you happen to have one. Um, but many of us don't or are between passions or have multiple things that we're interested in um, or don't recognize ourselves in that line or can't access our passion some random Thursday morning when we didn't sleep well the night before and things aren't going very well, right? Here's what you can always access, your curiosity, right? Passion is the big tower of flame on the hill. It's lightning in a bottle. It's the voice of God. It's all very exciting if you should happen to run into it, but it's not always there, um, I consider myself a very passionate person, not every day, not even every month. <laughs> you know, generally I'm passionate, but I can't always channel that. Every single day you can be curious because every single day curiosity approaches you and taps on your shoulder almost to the point that you can't even feel it and whispers in your ear, hey, what's that? Right. And it's a whisper. It's not a shout. It's not Charlton Heston in a robe. You know, it's just like a little tiny clue. It's a scavenger hunt. And if you bother to turn your head an eighth of an inch and just look a little closer at that and investigate it, you've already veered off the path of fear and toward the path of curiosity. And if you keep doing that, you will have a creative life because your curiosity is different from everyone else's and it will create a life unique to you. And this is creative living. So now that you know what creative living really is, living a creative life is only one choice ahead. You can choose curiosity or you can choose fear. But I know you've been listening to this 
because you know you're capable of more and you have a burning desire to do more and contribute more. So please, please, please keep this fire inside you and follow your curiosity. It somehow know where you should go next. Have courage, have faith. And I can't wait to know where this will take you next. For now, stay tuned for more episodes about creative inspiration. And make sure you don't miss next week's episode. It will be with a wonderful life coach who will share with you her story and how only in few years she managed to create a life she enjoys every single day. For now, goodbye till the next episode. And don't forget to subscribe to the show if you're inspired to be part of this community and this journey. Bye there!